Welcome to Queer Perth with Oddie and Clint, shining a light on LGBTQIA plus community groups, events and what's happening in Burlu. We're proudly recording on Wajak Noongar Buja and we pay our respect to elders past and present. Coming up this episode, Clint and I are joined once again by our producer Scott to talk about the holiday period and what we've been up to. We discuss what's involved in being a good party host, and we go on location to the new park bar in East Vic Park and chat to the venue manager, Annalise. Kaya Wanju, I'm Clint. If this is your first time listening, my pronouns are they, he, and I identify as genderqueer and gay. Ian. Hello. How's it going? Great. Um, you can also call me Oddie if you like. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I am a cis gay man. Uh, and we are here for our first episode back for the new year. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, we are doing our welcome after we've had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a little bit pickled. Um, and reluctantly, we are welcoming along our producer, Scott. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when I said that I wouldn't talk until you've introduced me, mm-hmm. uh, Ian just decided to stretch that out as much as possible. So it <laughs> prevented me from getting involved. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Ian. Thanks. So if anyone's listening for the first time, what are your pronouns? What are your My gender name is identity? Identify. Thanks. My name is Scott. I am a he, him, and I am a cis gay man. Now, for anyone who is used to our format... Um, this season we've been having a special guest host with us, uh, but because, uh, we did this one on location, uh, we decided that, uh, we would have, well, someone decided that they would be on the podcast with us for most (laughs) of it. And then, uh, the interview itself, uh, is with Annalise, the venue manager at Park Bar. But in the meantime, let's catch up because it's been a while. Has been a while. Yeah. Clint, what do you, what, what, tell us what's, what have we missed in the last few weeks? Oh, lots of stuff. <clears throat> I've had a close friend of mine of 14 years or, or thereabouts uh, visit from Sydney. Uh, he's currently living in Sydney, but um, we originally knew each other back in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, shout out to Sun. Um, it was awesome having him here. Mm. Um, we had Christmas together. We had New Year's together. We went and saw the Giants of Mandra. Oh, we I saw up, you did that. Yeah, it was so much fun. Check out my Insta if you want to see photos of that. Um, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we also went up to Yanship Lagoon. Um, check that out. We went to Swanbourne. Yeah, checked you did. out the sights and scenes of that. Got a bit cheeky. Yeah, th- and that was his first time at a nude beach. So how pop- did he handle that? Popped that cherry. Did he get nude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he comfortable enough? Um, I think eventually. I mean, I'd stripped down before he realised, so... <laughs> had you... Had you? Is this asking too much? Had you seen your friend nude before? Was it awkward? Not to that degree. I don't know if he'd ever seen me nude, that nude before either, but, you know. Uh, embrace When it. in Rome? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It was yeah, good cool. times. And uh, what else did we get up to? Oh, and I hosted a New Year's Eve eve party at my lovely house mm-hmm. um i felt the pressure of having a new year's eve party <laughs> was too much so i did a eve eve party um and by all accounts that was a we were there it was fun yeah. that was so much fun so yeah. much fun yeah really and great. son cooked up what did he call the turkey cindy <gasps> cindy the turkey <laughs> cindy I, walk, like I walked that. in i'm like oh what's cooking and he's like cindy <laughs> <laughs> cindy was well stuffed yeah. oh so delicious yeah. and uh Ian, what did you get up to? I've been up to so many things. Oh, I'm sure. 
Um, what are their names? <laughs> uh, undisclosed. But um, the thing that I want to talk about, because um, someone, aka our producer, has said I'm not allowed to talk too much. Um, so I hit 500 followers on TikTok Ooh. and I got to go live for the first time yesterday. Oh. Yes. So that was it. fun. No, I don't, I don't Did care. anyone see it? How many people watched? 888. Wow. For real? Yeah. Watched it when you were streaming live. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But they didn't stay. They just like popped I, in. Yeah. Was like, this is boring. I had a few watching. I think at, at one time, like there was about 20 watching. Okay. That's cool. Um, I, I got to cook a bacon and egg wrap. Nice. While they watched. I figured I'd do something while they were watching. Uh, anyway, so today being, what day is it? Tuesday that we're recording. Uh, I went live for the second time and I got to do a... Um, like a dual host or like a co-hosting with uh, Jason, who we went and saw his film, Oops, I Got Fat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had a good little chat today. Uh, And he's been telling us about how he um, was listening to our podcast a little bit. So thank you. Hopefully you're listening to this one. Yep. Yeah, so sorry, Scott. I'm talking too much. <laughs> sorry, right, I can edit it. Don't worry. When you, by the time you've heard this, you won't have heard all of the stuff that Ian has said. Cute. Anyway, yeah. So, Scott, what have you been up to? I've been up to so much lately, but the most recent highlight was definitely by the horns for the Rams ra- fundraiser event at the Recobite last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it was a really fun event. It DJ was. Hello Sailor did an amazing job on the decks. Yeah. So good. And the performances were really awesome. So many. They obviously worked really hard to get there. Yeah, I was impressed. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I know they've done like a few months of rehearsals. Months of rehearsals, yeah. yeah. And I, I know a few people that were involved and it was so good to see them there. And after hearing about all the um, back you know, behind the scenes stuff. It was good to see it all come together. Mm. Um, so shout I, out. I think it was Jovi that did all the choreography. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jovi, what a star. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. So that was really worth go- going to. So next time you see a By the Horns event for the Rams, go check it out. It's yeah. definitely worth yeah. it. Because it's... It's meant to be sexy, but it's also body positivity. Mm, mm. And it was just amazing about seeing. And what they do is they include people from different sport clubs as well, not just the Rams. Yeah. Shout, so, out, to, shout out to Mark Fellows from the Spectres, a good friend of mine who was up there. And Dan DeLuca from the Hornets and from the White Hornets. He, mm. rep- he represents both. Mm, good. Yeah. And um, we were, all three of us were there. Yes. That was actually my first one because I think in previous years I either forgot about it, had something else on, had COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yes, I was just blown away. Um, you know, they're, obviously they're not all professional uh, dancers. Mm. Um, some of them seemed, uh, some of them looked like they were, but it was just incredible. Certainly and they did really put in a lot of effort. Yeah. I had two favorites. Oh. Um, Nick Carter who is also a Hornet slash Ram, um, just is always amazing. And I think he, he's very well guarded, but like you could tell he enjoyed it a lot and that was really cool to see. Uh, and then the other one was Reed, who's the president of the Pythons, Pythons. Um, was in the group number for, uh, they did Unholy yeah. by Sam Smith. 
And uh, all I remember, because I was I was a little bit pickled by then, <laughs> a little um, bit. <laughs> but I remember Reed was just bent over and like slapping his ass into the crowd, <laughs> and he had his mask on. So I was like, "That looks like Reed. Is it Reed?" And then later on, I saw him, and it, yeah, it was Reed. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did put that full the full version of the video version of that onto our story on Queer Perth because I did enjoy. That was my favorite. That mm. was really great. So good. Have you got these events marked down on your calendar? On Saturday the 14th of Jan at 3.30pm, Dykes on Bikes are having a meet and greet at That Oasis in Northbridge. It's open to everyone. On Thursday the 19th, the Perth Pride Choir are having their come and try night. Also on Thursday, Babs World Tour featuring Queen Kong, Hanaconda and Spanky Jackson at the Recobite. On Friday the 20th of January, Fringe World starts. There are hundreds of shows, so check them out and support our local queer talent. I'll be checking out Gods and Barbecue's Dolly Parton show. Nice. I'll be checking out Skyscraper, the life and times of a drag queen accountant. And on Saturday the 21st, get along to Perth White Pointer's boat party. Also on Saturday the 21st, befriending program social meetup and training by Gray at Southcare Hall. On Sunday the 22nd, Perth Pythons Hockey Club are having a have a go day, past, present and future. On Wednesday the 25th, the Queer Book Club are starting the year with a catch up at the new Park Bar in Vic Park. No book to discuss this month. On Friday the 27th, Quiz Me Daddy. WAC is hosting a quiz night at the court. And Saturday the 28th, Glitterbox comes to Perth at the Recobite. For details on these events and many more, head along to the official Queer Perth Facebook group. And if you're putting on an event, feel free to share it there as well. We might even give you a shout out on our next podcast. So I have a question. Do you host? Um, Well, I I live alone, so usually. (laughs) No, I'm not talking about a hookup. I wanted to talk about, for our topic of the episode... We've all done a bit of hosting parties over the last few weeks. So we went to a Christmas party for Scott. We went to a pre uh, New Year's Eve party for Clint. So I thought it would be good to talk about uh, what goes into planning a party, uh, hosting a party, all the things that go into it. And if anyone out there is thinking about hosting a party, um, giving some tips on what would be a good um, party. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. So, uh, Scott, tell us about your Christmas party and what went into that, the thought process. And, I mean, I know it's a, a regular party for you, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So, um, this uh, in 2022, the end of 2022, um, I had my seventh annual crap secret Santa Christmas party. Mm. Um, the general theme is that you bring along something that you've been gifted that you is terrible. You wrap it up and um, you... People select a gift, and when they unwrap it, it's supposed to be awful. Um, and the worse it is, the better. That's part of the fun. Mm. And in the most recent um, versions of this party, I've been having um, a bit of a theme as well. So this year it was um, color block color party. So people had to wear solid bright block colors, um, and it just it went really well. I think I'm, I live in a two bedroom apartment with quite a big balcony. I think there are about 80 people, uh, which was less than last year. And last year was, a, which was a little out of control. So <laughs> it was good that it was, um, was less and a bit more manageable. Why? What happened last year? <laughs> <laughs> Check out a previous episode. No, of this I, podcast. no I, re- I, I cut that out. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> 
anyway. anyway. So, um, <laughs> did gonna, you... I'm not going to cut this out, though. <laughs> did you put all the food on or did you get people to bring food? So, in the past... So, my, my partner, Robert, is a baker and does love to cook. But last year, it did get a little... I'm talking about 2021. It did get a little bit out of control with the food as well and, and organising all of that. So mm. in 2022, we decided for, to ask people to bring along a plate. And I know if you're in other parts of the world, this is a no-no. It's a terrible manners to ask people to bring food. But in Australia, it's quite normal to do that and by asking people to bring food it just took the pressure off there was enough food for everybody Mm -hmm. um and um and it was it made it it made it quite easy it was it was a lot better Mm. yes it also gives a lot of variety to different food like if someone's uh hosting and and making or like providing all the food you kind of stick to one category and kind of do your own thing but when you get people to bring different things they all have their different idea of what to bring. Absolutely. And so your smoggish board of <laughs> food was just such an array of different cultures, different foods, different ideas, sweet, savory. It was just incredible. And you also get like an update of food. If you, if people come in, you know, everyone's coming at different times. So you, you, half the food's been eaten and then somebody suddenly arrives a little bit later and they've brought a, a different, a, a lot of food, a different plate of food. Mm. And, uh, and suddenly there's some new food there that's, that's <laughs> different from what you've grazed past the first time. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and well. in in my party, I specifically, um, you know, told people if you bring something, bring something that you would eat, and then you know that also ensures that you've got something to eat. But um, it can provide. Who, who did the salmon pancake things? They were delicious. Oh, that was Vlad. Oh, yeah. those were oh, delicious. Oh wow, really good. I'm glad. Knows I don't think I got cook. to eat one of them. You missed out. You missed out. They were really good. They were really good. Vlad, can I please have some salmon pancakes? (laughs) Yeah, send them in next time for when we record the podcast, please. Vlad and Jeremy do listen, so thanks. (laughs) Yeah, good. That's my request. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm very familiar to bring a plate, so I was more than happy to request people do that. Mm. Um, Yeah, I did have some people that were probably not Australian or not Kiwi in background, so weren't really familiar with it and had asked <laughs> what does all that mean so it's a bit of cultural education for you that's right that's right even bringing a drink is a bit unusual for some people yeah. uh, but you know it's pretty standard at, at, at an Australian party to bring your own drinks no, nobody expects somebody to pay for all the drinks no although I do I did at my party I do always like to do a signature punch or cocktail uh, and this this year 2022 I, I keep saying this year it's now 2023 okay cut this out um <laughs> The most recent. The most recent party I did, I created a cocktail called Sex on the Balcony based on <laughs> the cocktail Sex on the Beach, but with a couple of twists in the ingredient. This one was green rather than blue, so uh, it was quite delicious. Yeah, I enjoyed it. A little sweet, but it was yeah. good. It got people drunk. And so the, the crap secret Santa, I got... A uh, guide to... I should have given it to you. I don't know. No, I don't want any extra crap secret Santa presents. They always I actually left, left it behind anyway. <laughs> it was um, a guide to... Or like a... I don't even know what it was called. Bold. Guide to being bold. Are you saying I'm bold or balding? You're bold. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, uh, you don't have so invisible hair. <laughs> but I didn't win. I didn't win because mine wasn't the crappest. Clint, what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I got a box of nothing, mm. but I think the intention was that the box itself was the gift. But I played played up on the fact that the box was empty. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I. But it was funny because you were eyeing off that box the entire time. You're like, oh, I like that box. I want that box, and you took the box. Oh yeah. So secretly. That's all I wanted. And mm. I was quite happy that there was nothing inside the box. This year we had a prize for the worst gift. Um, <laughs> and in the past we haven't done that, but this, this was the first time we've done, done that. And uh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. What did you get? It was a corkscrew wine bottle opener and it was Carlos Corkscrew Cojones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, some uh, sexy Latino guy in like, I think, leopard print Speedos. Um, and the corkscrew was um, an appendage on his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was his dick. It was yeah. his dick. Yeah. He was screwing. And was made an appearance at your party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked that. And it was useful. Yeah. <laughs> but back to your party, Scott. Sure. Um, I had my eye on someone. I'm not going to tell oh. you who. But, oh, this uh, is news to me. But then um, Wendell picked up on it. Hi, Wendell, if you're listening. Hi, Wendell. Um, and he was quite, he was, he got on the sex on the balcony drinks, I think. Um, oh, no, he was on something before he got to the party. But oh, anyway, okay. Pre, pre, pre-drinks. But he saw me chatting to this guy and kept coming up and going, do you like him? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh no. and, I, and I'm like. I think I, I was like, yeah, he's hot. And um, and he was like, I can introduce you. I can set it up. I can do it. And I'm like, Wendell, no, chill. It's okay. Who was it? <laughs> I'll tell you off air. <laughs> I remember who. He was cute. Oh, very cute. Oh, my God. He'll I be was, in the show notes. I was drawing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Photos in the show notes. <laughs> Photos in the show notes. No, joking. Uh, okay, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so I was chatting to him and someone else. I'm not going to use names, but someone else came up and cock-blocked me. (laughs) Just got involved in the conversation and was just like interrupting when I was just trying to like talk to this guy. The secret is to just like, I tag everyone in the photos. So go to the Facebook and then you'll see who the person is. Oh, I know exactly who he is. And then you can just slip into the DMs. I don't want to do that. Continue the conversation. I don't want to be thirsty. There have been many relationships that have come out of these Christmas parties. I'll tell you off air. Anyway, yes, okay, this. moving on. So hosting parties. Back oh, to this. Remember that, <laughs> that was topic? the topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what did you find was important to plan, Scott? And what challenges did you have in hosting a party? So I like to make my place look Christmas as fuck. So I spend a long time doing lights. I buy a lot of lights. I really make it look like the gayest apartment that you've (laughs) ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And because it was color this year, there was color everywhere. Yeah. Um, And so that's a big part of it. And I do that a good two weeks ahead over the two weeks because I like to see what it looks like at night. You bring in a new item. It has to go with all the rest of the items. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be in the right place um lights need to be put up taken down fixed put up again i'm really really (laughs) obsessed with that uh and that's part of the fun i really enjoy that that side of it um so for me that creates the atmosphere um that and of course music um yeah Unfortunately, because I am in a set of apartments, I have to keep the music relatively low. So you can really only hear it inside the apartment, not on my um, balcony. In the past, I have had the police knocking on my door at 9.30 at night saying, (laughs) uh, turn the music down, which I think they're not allowed to do, honestly. I think they have to wait till midnight. But, you know, either way, um, I keep the music relatively quiet, um, unfortunately. But, yeah, so lights, atmosphere, music. Cute. And challenges? Oh, challenges, um, definitely expecting such a big crowd. I uh, This time I moved furniture 
a lot more than I usually do. Mm. So then you've got the challenge of living with your place, living in the place for a week or two without the furniture in its optimal <laughs> television watching position. Uh-huh. Um, but you deal with that. Um, and also getting my garden. I've got a very large tropical garden on my balcony and getting that sorted out um, in the hot weather and, and making it look um, presentable. Um, <laughs> that's probably kind of challenging as well. Mm. Um, Clint, tell us about yours. Yeah. Um, so similarly, I was uh, working on it weeks in advance. Um, and thankfully, I did have a few friends, Scott, for example, um, <laughs> kind of lend me a few items. So I got some two lots of lights lent to me, some uh, outdoor furniture lent, uh, a barbecue. Um, so that really helped kind of create the ambiance. Um, and I mean, this for me, I th- I like to ensure that um, there's good flow and good uh, access to things. So I already have a fridge outside, so I just had to clean that, turn that on, so that um, you know drinks were there, um, any food, etc., was there. Um, yeah, so just kind of thinking about the, and this is kind of tying into what I do for a job, the the person, the the human experience, the user experience, you know. How are people going to get the food? You know, if it's inside and it's air-conned, then the food will kind of, you know, be of a decent state for a long, long time versus it being outside where the heat just kind of melts everything. I feel like at your party there were little zones. There were lots of zones. There was the eating zone. There was the turkey zone. There was the um, game-playing zone. There was the gossiping around the corner zone. <laughs> there was the quiet, secretly whispering on the couch zone, which I found myself in a few times. Um, and yep. I think there was something else going on in your bedroom, wasn't there? Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't know. Was there? <laughs> zones. Making zones. That was well done. I liked it. I also a- liked the fact that you didn't have people entering through your place. Oh, yeah. So you had the luxury of opening a garage and letting Mm. people come around the back. (laughs) That was in the bedroom, no. Oh. Um, And then you had the food inside, so people were able to come inside. (laughs) Phrasing. Um, We had a few rubs. But but you had the flow right. Yeah. So that was really good. So did you have any challenges? Um, I guess the challenges were... um, just making sure that everything that I wanted to do, uh, I either planned it in advance to, you know, execute it. Um, there were some things like I wanted to do a whole bunch of cocktails, just didn't ran out of time for that. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, it was my first proper party, I think ever, ever, ever. And I've lived in this house for eight years. Um, so lots of learnings, lots of, um, things I won't do again. Um, but yeah, I think I think for the most part I got stuff right. Yeah, awesome. And the feedback has been nothing but positive. Yeah. I guess uh, the only other thing is I do love a karaoke night, um, so I will ensure that the next party definitely has a karaoke night. So that does mean that the little secret corner, the whispers <laughs> corner, will be no more because that will be the karaoke. We'll corner. find a new whispers corner. Don't <laughs> worry, we'll, we'll manage. <laughs> So I've hosted a fair few parties and I also do it for a job. Um, So I think that I've thought through how I like to operate with an event or hosting a party. And I, 
I usually like to plan things out and have an expectation of how things are going to go. But I have learned that not everything goes according to plan. So I've loosened my expectation and I also have some contingencies. And there are things that I definitely want to happen. And there are other things that I'm like, well, if that doesn't happen, that's okay. Because the um, at the Crap Secret Santa, the central part of the party is opening the, pres- the Crap Secret Santa presents. Um, I put that on the Facebook invite. It's going to happen at 9.30. People make sure that they're there by 9.30 if they're going to be involved and they're bringing a presence. And also some people are kind of like they come early and they're not late night people. So they're kind of waiting for that to happen so that they can go home. So I really stick to that as a schedule and say, okay, at 9.30, we're going to do this. And I make sure that happens um, yeah. because it's it, it gives everyone's uh, keeps everyone's expectations um yeah. Yeah, and I like how you changed it up this year. I felt, or oh, sorry, your most recent party. I felt the previous party it just went on and yeah, on exactly. and on. Yeah. So yeah, even yeah. even learning from that and Absolutely. changing up how you did it this most recent one. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a much more fun way of doing it. So I'll do that again. So my tips on if it's your first ever party, or if it's a party and you're not sure, uh, or just want a few tips, uh, I would say start thinking about things a couple of months out at least yeah uh give people enough notice uh whether that be uh you can do like an email invite now so you can do it through that channel or facebook events are really handy so you know some people don't use facebook anymore but that's a that's one way of doing it but if if you want to capture people otherwise there is also the uh the old school um, vintage way of just writing out and sending people uh, an invite in the post. Oh, super cute. Super lot cute. A lot of work. A lot of work. But, you know, if you want to be a little bit... Um, extra? Old school and Maybe extra. that's part of the theme of the, theme of the... If it fits with the theme of the party, maybe it's a vintage theme party. That could exactly be right. Too. So, so plan, plan it out. 80s. Figure out, is it going to be a home party? Is it going to be a, a party at a venue? If it's going to be at home, where are you going to hold it? So is it going to be just a free-for-all across the, the entire house um, or try and make the, the party in a certain spot? So if I was to have a party at my place, I have the luxury of having a common area so I can use that as the space. I also like to think about afterwards, like the cleanup. Is there things that I can do during the party? Yeah, I thought about this Sorry to interrupt, but That's I saw okay. about this a lot more this for this party than I have for previous parties. So mm. I had plastic black big black plastic bags available at different times um so that after the um bit where everybody opened their crap secret santa presents i always know there's a whole lot of paper everywhere so i just had the bags there right away and it was people could just all help put all the paper in not so much because i want people to clean up during the middle of my party that's crazy but just to get it out of the way so people Mm. weren't walking it around and it wasn't getting you know it wasn't all over the place while people were just enjoying this enjoying the space and then i had a few boxes outside with um, black plastic bags in them so people could see where the where the um, rubbish went so even though it didn't have to go necessarily in the box it just people put them around those areas and it kept them all out of the garden it kept people not kicking them around on the floor and things like that so that was actually quite a good thing to think about yeah and depending on the type of party so if it's a christmas party if it's a birthday party are you going to have a theme what's the theme going to be how easy is it for people to come up with an idea um, so I 
am going to do one for my upcoming birthday and it's <coughs> 40 <laughs> and it's going to be real housewives of Oddie. Oh yeah. So you've heard it here first come glitz and glamour extravagant. Uh, and I want you, and it's, it's, it's meant to be a loose theme, um, where you come along with your opening credit line. So in each of the Real Housewives, if you haven't seen Real Housewives, think Geordie Shaw, Jersey Shaw, that kind of thing, where they say a one-liner to introduce themselves. So a a really poor one would be, I don't just like to have the cake. I like to eat it too. Good. Yeah, that is Paul. But <laughs> That's yeah, Paul. okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so just trying to use that as an example, is, is there enough remit for people to be creative and use their own creativity, but also keep to theme? When I choose a theme, I like to have a cop-out option. So for example, in the past, I did a red theme. People had to wear red mm. or had to dress as something that was red. So for people who wanted to, who are real costume people, they could dress as a tomato sauce bottle or dress <laughs> as, um, as a um, London, what are they called? Oh yeah, the telephone London, box. A London guard. With the, oh. and dresses a London guard with with a red coat, yeah, okay, that sort of thing. I thought telephone or, booth. Like. Sure, dress as a telephone <laughs> booth. Dress as a bloody tampon. Um, but <laughs> wow, there was a bloody it's tampon not. at the oh. party. Um, but people who who wanted to just go to the party and enjoy it, but you know they just wanted to blend in or didn't want to go too crazy. They could just wear red and that was perfectly fine and it was still within the theme. Plenty of options. Mm. Whereas I would say a couple of limiting options would be power rangers you've only got what maybe like five six colors i I look so good in spandex oh great or spice girls you've got the five spice girls so what other remit would you have um you want to have it a bit broader yeah uh, like girl groups girl groups yeah or uk 90s bands yeah that kind of thing uh and then thinking about uh, how people are going to have drinks. Where can they store their drinks? That's really important. Do you have ice? Do you have eskies? Is there enough room in a fridge? Uh, how are they going to drink? Are they going to use uh, plastic cups, paper cups, or do they just drink out of the bottle? You know, there's all that option as well. And then the food, which we've talked about. Are you going to cater? Can you buy pizzas? Or do you ask everyone to bring something? So there, there are a few really important key aspects. Uh, if it's a particular type of party, let's say a birthday, is there going to be speeches? When are you going to have the cake? That kind of thing. Uh, people typically bring presents. Where do you put the presents? So there's all those kinds of aspects that you need to think through uh, in order to prepare for a party. And then the cleanup, bin bags, uh, is there things that you can uh, clean up during the party what i liked about yours clint was that you had the bins available for people to just walk over and use or you could have later just rolled the bins over and put things in as you went around so there are a few different things to think about uh in order to prepare for hosting a party have i missed anything no i think that's excellent yeah if anyone has any questions or, or has their own ideas of how to host a party um please flick us a message we'd love to hear from you All right, we are on location. It's a very special interview today. Uh, For anyone who is not aware, we have a brand new LGBTI 
venue opening in East Vic Park on what is hopefully today when you are listening to this episode. Th- so Thursday, the 12th of January. Uh, it is called PARQ Park. And we are joined by the venue manager, Annalise. Welcome, Annalise. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. So uh, if you may notice some noises in the background, everyone listening, it's because we are on location and everyone is madly getting ready for uh, the opening. Uh, I think you're having a family and friends gathering tonight yeah. here. And then tomorrow tonight night. being Tuesday night. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, on Tuesday night, yep. And then on the Wednesday night, you are having a soft opening? Yeah, so we've sent out invites to um, a bunch of different people from the community and some journalists, um, even just some more friends, I guess, as Mm -hmm. well, um, to kind of practice our skills, get the team together, kind of show them what it's going to be like, get some feedback, really important for us. For sure. and yeah, I mean, have a bit of fun and show everyone else a bit of fun as well. Yeah. Sounds great. We'll be here. Mm, definitely. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. And then you'll have your rock hard opening on the Thursday night. Yes, Thursday, four <laughs> o'clock. I'm hoping for a line down the street, but we'll down see the street, how we thank go. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all systems go four o'clock Thursday, and we just kind of go from there. Amazing. Yeah. So, Annalise, before we keep going, uh, can you introduce yourself? Tell us your pronouns, uh, who you are, and maybe introduce Park and what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So, my name's Annalise. Uh, pronouns she/her, and I'm a cis woman. Uh, so. The park, so I'm the venue manager of the park. Um, Missing today, unfortunately, is my assistant venue manager, Betty. Um, She's a little bit shy. (laughs) I couldn't quite convince her to come on with me, unfortunately. That's right. We got Um, to meet her quickly before she dashed off. Yes, yes. um, I know. She's she's the best. Um, I've I've worked with her before, thank goodness. Um, And I really trust her, which is great. Mm. Um, Now, so the park is an LGBTQIA plus friendly venue. Uh, the first in Vic Park, or East Vic Park, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, and we're basically trying to kind of fill a gap in, in the market, both in East Vic Park and in the community, um, by providing a small bar that kind of caters to as, as much of the community as we possibly can. So we're going to have some a range of really fun events, which I'm sure I'll probably get into later. Um, but also really lovely cocktails, as many classic cocktails as I could fit on two pages on the menu. Um, I did have to be stopped. Um, <laughs> some signature cocktails, um, which I've, uh, it's luckily a passion of mine, um, creating cocktails. I really got to get paid to live out my dream. Um, <laughs> Love it. And some really great small bites as well. Um, so we kind of still encourage people to go along the strip because as I think most people know, uh, East Vic Park Strip is great for going out and eating and we don't want to take away from that whatsoever. There's still plenty to eat along here. So we've got kind of got some small bites that are accompaniment, accompaniment to your incredible drinks. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Sounds I'll like... be eager to explore every single cocktail. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, like, did you two like collaborate before yeah. this? It's like Clint... it came out of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> talks about Vic Park all the time and yeah yes. so just in addition to Clint's uh, resume of Vic Park local places <laughs> yeah um, well I have had a lot of people actually say to me when I told them 
they go, oh, we're just talking about how East Vic Park needs a small bath the other day. Like, it seems to be quite um, a big topic of discussion. Mm. Um, quite a few people looking for it. So we're, we're very excited to be able to um, be that. Yeah. in East Vic Park. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And it's, I mean, you say small bar, but it's still quite spacious and there's a lot yeah. of seating, so... So our, in terms of our licence, our capacity is 120. Okay. Um, but we've got, I'd say maybe about 110 seats mm-hmm. um, and plans for more. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's very cute. The layout is very open mm. and welcoming mm. and bright. And yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I love it. And you posted on, uh, was it Instagram today, about an artist um, painting someone special up on the wall. And uh, yes. we're getting looks from that painting right now. Yeah, you'll Staring have to come in and straight in the eye. come yeah. and see what it is uh, to, to find out. But uh, mm. can you tell us about the artist while we're talking about it? So Susan's actually someone I stumbled across, thank goodness, um, when I was looking for muralists. Um, but I, I did look at her work um, online and she's an incredible muralist. Um, you can see some of her work in Leaderville, I believe. I've driven past it a few times, but mm-hmm. a lot of botanical work, um, a lot of natural work. So this is actually, by the looks of it, very outside of her comfort zone. Um, but I reached out to her and she got back to me very, very quickly. Um, and she, so she's actually usually booked out for six months like ahead yeah, of time. Wow, okay. and I <laughs> snagged her a few weeks before thank goodness <laughs> but she was she was so excited so on board I did explain to her kind of the premise of the bar the vibe and um, I might drop a few hints but it might be something to do with a particular drag queen mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and she was very on board very excited um, and we had we were collaborated really well on the design and it's coming together spectacularly. Oh, yeah, it looks amazing. I was going to say, you can't yeah. tell it's outside a comfort zone at all. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, I'm very glad that mm. yeah, she's well. just incredible. And, like, the design, everything, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us a bit about the owners? Yes. Um, so I'm not sure if anyone really knew, um, knows, sorry, but before the park was here, um, it was Little C's and they had a few different businesses beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, Little C's was owned by Russell. Um, so he's one of our part owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he runs quite a few different businesses. One of them um, being the other Little C's up in Hillary's. So that yeah. one's booming, that one's doing really well, but kind of this one didn't hit the mark quite as well, I guess here. Um, so, uh, him and Jim. So Jim is the other part owner. He was my venue manager actually. Um, at we used to work together at the Parkville Tavern, about forty minutes from here, up in the hills. Okay. Um, so we've had um, a working history together as well. Um, but they're good mates and now business partners, and they've flipped this bar into what it is today. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So whose idea was it to turn it into an LGBTQIA plus friendly venue? I'm not sure. I think they didn't tell me whose idea it was. I just, Jim kind of came to me Mm -hmm. um, with it. I think it was um, a mix of both. Both have um, friends and family who are part of the community. Um, And yeah, they're quite close to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they both kind of knew there was absolutely a desire for um, not only this type of venue here, but like a small bar, small queer bar just for the community in general. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And so I saw that um, 
on your socials. You've gone down to the Flaming Galar to yes. visit them. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, have you got some insights from them into how they're doing? Um, are you collaborating and getting ideas from each other? Well, look, yeah, so um, it was very last minute that we kind of were able to head down because <laughs> yeah. of our schedule. You're We've very been, busy. <laughs> yeah, no, but last night we kind of put everything down about four or five o'clock and we were just like, oh, let's go for a drink in Frio. Um, we'd been meaning to go down anyway. We've kind of been in contact mm-hmm. um, uh, with them and we headed down just, I don't really know if anyone, not that we're celebrities, but not anyone knew who we were <laughs> sort of thing. We just kind of went in. We're like, oh, look at this, look at that. Like we've kind of done similar things here, different things here. Uh, okay, cool. Um, but I have I have been in contact um, with one of the owners. Mm-hmm. She's been incredible. Um, we've been talking about like kind of um, the toilet signage because I know that they've had some, uh, they didn't have issues, um, but they had some restrictions they had to abide by Okay. Um, due to their license and other things. Um, and I just had a, actually a call this morning. Um, we discussed that mm-hmm. and they've been incredibly helpful, incredibly supportive. Um, some of the Quite a few of the staff are coming tomorrow night for our yeah, soft great. opening as well. They're very excited. But, yeah, honestly, um, in the future, I'd really love to collaborate. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've only been open a few weeks anyway. So oh, yeah, exactly. So you're both growing at the same time um, yeah. in different locations and there's a need for it. So I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's so exciting for two to open up so close together after yep. so many years of kind of not really anything, Cause I guess. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, but we've had clubs and bars of sorts attempt to open in the past um, and they haven't hit the mark Yes, for whatever reason. So um, we've got some questions about how you will be doing that in Mm -hmm. future, Um, but I want to stay on the toilet situation. Mm -hmm. So I know from our perspective, it's always good to have um, gender neutral kind of signage mm. not necessarily for everything but what are the restrictions that you're you're limited to do you have a plan for the gender neutral or the non-binary folk who don't necessarily identify as yeah. either yeah absolutely so just in terms of the, the structure um, of the toilets and kind of what we had to work with without ripping the entire thing out. Yeah. Um, so we have a kind of like an accessible slash unisex toilet. Mm-hmm. We have a female toilet and a male toilet. Um, and in, especially in terms of the male toilet um, and uh, kind of like ripping the urinal out or like adding a urinal to the, the female toilets as well wasn't necessarily within our budget, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we are doing is we're putting um, like female identifying, male identifying and gender non-conforming signs up. Beautiful. And also kind of more messages about like, look, use whatever toilet you're comfortable with. This is not a place for, for I mean, I guess any arguments mm-hmm. um, about who should be using what toilet. Like it's a completely free, open and um, accepting place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, without completely, like in a perfect world would have three gender neutral toilets but sometimes restrictions just kind of don't allow for that of course and also the um other current signs do have the braille as well um which yeah so there are points to keeping that i suppose yeah yeah look i i can't speak for everyone in my community or Mm. our community but the approach that you're taking sounds reasonable so yeah absolutely and i'm completely open to feedback as well yeah um I know that the way 
the kind of, it, it is a tricky situation for someone who myself I haven't experienced um, any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm completely open to feedback and hearing what the community want. Um, completely open to changes That's as well. Brilliant. It's not set in stone. Yeah. Really. Yep. Yeah. It's a learning curve. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. All right. Let's go on to the fun stuff. Yes. What What kind of fun things can we expect out of the park? So much that I can't even tell you. Um, so at the moment, it is completely about just kind of getting open. We've got a few different live entertainment um, options available at the moment. We've got Friday Drag Night, which I'm personally very excited about. Which has Rhonda. Yeah. So this week we and have Mascara. Rhonda and Miss Cara. Can't wait. Um, 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. It is $10 entry um, and also 18 plus only going forward mm-hmm. um but that's incredibly exciting um i do hope to have obviously a lot more drag queens um come on board with us um drag kings all sorts um that's very exciting to me that's kind of the very the camp night of the week the very mm-hmm. glitters the rainbow um <laughs> because we obviously we don't aim to be glitters and rainbow all the time because mm-hmm. i do think there is absolutely a desire for more of uh, for a different queer space yeah from what we've already seen from connections and court which they do incredible things but at the same time that's their thing sure. you know what i mean we're, we're not here to open and copy yeah. we're here to provide what um, the community, what else the community is basically looking for. And as a resident nana, um, I love that it starts at eight. Absolutely. <laughs> I Honestly, I personally thought eight was a little bit too late. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, eight o'clock to 10 o'clock in bed by 10.30. So a few other bars uh, in the city specifically um, kind of offer um, more niche nights, um, you know, for um some of the more niche aspects of our community, like a pups night or a leather or fetish night. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. is, is there an opportunity for groups to reach out and um, you know, connect with you to organise those kind of nights? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of, I guess, the reason that we haven't organised anything yet other than being incredibly busy is that I'd definitely like to get um, more information and more research done before I do any sort of... Um, nights like that but absolutely going forward like I want every and all suggestion I want I want to know what people want Um, because that sort of side of the community I'm not personally like involved in so um, yeah I want feedback but absolutely that's something I'd, I'd be in for for sure yeah and I suppose like yeah people in those communities or groups in those communities should definitely reach out and yeah. have a chat with you yeah absolutely um and on a personal note um I'll I'll be chatting with you about maybe having a karaoke night oh I've got plans Clint loves a karaoke night I've got plans don't you worry that was one of the first things I I kind of thought of I was like oh yeah and and if you're karaoke looking night. for a host um yes you, know, <laughs> you can pay me in a bar tab perhaps <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perfect deal. Uh, so then uh, I know that on Saturday night this week, you've yes. got live entertainment. Yeah. So Tamazi, is that how you pronounce it? Oh, you would know it better than me. I, know I just her say by how I see it. Rebecca. Okay. Right. <laughs> Tamazi. Tamazi, yes. Um, so she actually reached out to me a few weeks ago. She's been my saving grace because I, I did leave 
that to the last minute, unfortunately. Okay. It got lost in a lot of other things. We got the drag shows organised very mm-hmm. early. Um, but yeah, no, she reached out to me. She's um, worked with Frisk, the small gym bar. Yeah, cool. I love that venue yeah. so much. I'm a gin, I'm a gin drinker. Um, but she's kind of, yeah, reached out, said, hey, look, I'm super interested. Um, she's told me her partner's actually the resident DJ at Connections, and she's gone, look, we have so many people in the community that we so down to mm. come um, and do some work with you guys so she's actually been more than just this Saturday night she's had a lot of information she's had a lot of contacts to pass on because again I'm not in the kind of music scene myself yeah. Um, but yeah so she'll be on 8 o'clock uh, Saturday night till 11 o'clock um, opening our opening weekend mm-hmm. um, yeah big honour yeah. she's incredible yeah, yeah amazing can't wait cool <clears throat> Um, and you've said in various comms that you're a new LGBTQIA plus bar. Um, can you tell us um, what things you've done, are doing, or are planning on doing that demonstrate this? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, number one, well, um, we had our staff come on board yesterday, um, who were all very excited. They um, all kind of, when they came on and accepted their employment, they also accepted uh, the terms of the park culture, which is of acceptance and love and respect. Um, We made that very clear. That was all kind of um, spoken about in the interviews. Um, uh, Not only that, yesterday during our training, uh, we also did some LGBTQIA plus awareness training. Went through a lot of the base definitions, a lot of the, I don't know, you guys will see when you come in, but we've got quite a few flags around the place as well. Um, Like the, yeah, so we've got like... I think you need bigger flags though. Yes, we're trying to be... There's plenty, there's plenty, which is great. Yes, oh, and more to come as well. I completely understand that um, (laughs) I've only got about, I think, eight at the moment. Yep. And they're the more common flags, but I've got a contact, I've got a place that I've got to be, and I'm going to get a whole bunch more. Love it, good. Plenty of representation. Mm. Um, But we did, yeah, so awareness training, we went through definitions, we went through... um, kind of gender identity, how to introduce yourself, how to um, correct yourself when you've um, misspoken in terms of pronouns um, and all of that. Uh, we are doing a deal which uh, everyone will see when they come in, but we're doing vodka Red Bulls, $15, but $5 goes to the Perth City, Perth Inner City Youth Services. Oh, awesome. Monday to Friday. Okay. Um, so, and when people come in, there's a QR code takes them to a PDF. It has all the information on Perth Inner City Youth Services, um, what they do, how, and yeah, how we're working with them. That's brilliant. Really. And that's uh, one of many I want to work with as well. I, I, I'm not... The plan isn't to just kind of be a queer venue. It's to be a part of the community and give back to the community at the same time. I, I think that's incredibly important. Yeah. yeah. I love that so I much. Love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Okay, yeah. good. Um, so you'll have like bouncers and security and things like that as well have they gone through the same training no they haven't that's something i absolutely still have yet to discuss we haven't booked them in yet okay unfortunately but we're working with a security um that is a phone call i have to make this week for sure yeah cool because i think i know that um i've heard stories of that before where the staff internally all can do the right thing Mm -hmm. but then the bouncers who manage that behavior Mm. um can sometimes ruin it and so all this hard work that you do internally can all be for nothing if the bouncers maybe come in and police who's in the toilet 
and then just don't have that kind of sense of what the culture is. So no, absolutely. And just thought I'd ask that question. No, so. absolutely. And that's an incredibly, um, incredibly important point as yep. well, yep. Um, because anyone who comes in has to be kind of treated the same way as I would treat my employees in terms of respecting the culture that we've worked really hard to build. Yeah. And, um, it, and of course, if the community has serious concerns, what's the best way to contact yourself or, you know, the park crew? Yes. So I would contact myself on, on my email at Annalise at theparkbar.com.au. You can find that on our Facebook page. That's actually the link to contact the park at all but come straight to me I will be dealing with those and then on the night so Mm -hmm. let's say something happens on the night can they approach any any bar staff any staff in the venue absolutely no questions asked we we want to know we want to be able to deal with it Um, my staff as soon as they cannot uh, deal with it themselves take it straight to myself or Betty um, and we will deal with that yeah yeah great all right I have been handed the menu because I got hungry um, thirsty. You're always thirsty. <laughs> always thirsty. <laughs> Not just for alcohol. I'm looking at the cocktails. <laughs> and these look great. Um, pop the cherry. Ooh. Yes, personal favourite. Yours is salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Punch me. Young, broken, <laughs> yeah. fabulous. That's me. Um, which one's your favourite, did you say? Oh, my favourite... I don't know. Um, I think Punch Me, honestly. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, that came from, that was a punch okay. that my mum used to make when I was a kid ah. and I've turned it into an alcoholic cocktail called Punch Me. I love that. Which she's so proud of me. <laughs> and what's in it? Uh, so that one, we've got orange and passion fruit juice, uh, ginger ale, we've got Bacardi, we've got Captain Morgan's and there's a bit of bitters, some ginger, mint mm. yeah it's it's a tropical punch um other people who come in they'll be able to see we're actually serving them in tiki mugs oh. gone and ordered some handmade tiki mugs which was my most exciting purchase i think that is very cool yeah love it yeah these look all look fabulous yeah well as said paid passion yeah very lucky yeah very cool how yeah. do we get a queer perth uh cocktail Queer Perth. Oh, <laughs> that's a very interesting idea. Or just an Aussie cocktail. I'm okay with an Aussie cocktail. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of classic cocktails too. Oh, there is. Oh wow. Yes. Oh. My God. And it's um, alphabetical. Uh, alphabetical. Alphabetized. That one. Alphabetized. Yes, I'm very organised. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Three and pages of cocktails. Yes. Exciting. Cool. Mm. And if uh, people want to shout loudly and proudly about who you are and or want to check out what's going on yes. um, is it just the Facebook page or how do, how do they find you on socials so Facebook and Instagram we are the park bar and soon coming TikTok as well amazing <laughs> just haven't had time for that one at the moment so the park bar yes P-A-R-Q yes Brilliant. people have also people have pronounced it Parkwa Parkwa Please don't. <laughs> or Parky, which was my old workplace. Also, please don't. Mm-hmm. Um, or or Parky. Parky, yes. Park you. I've had to correct so many people on that one. <laughs> I thought it was self-explanatory. Apparently not. <laughs> Hello. We'll Park get there. We'll yes. get there. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. We Thanks can't for me. wait for this to launch. Yes. Uh, and we will be here. Tomorrow night. Maybe with bells on, maybe not. 
<laughs> I might be here every night this week. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And next week. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, it's so good to be back for a new year, 2023. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us once again. Uh, before we get into our conclusion, I wanted to talk about a new podcast that I'm uh, taking applications for called Skinny Dipping. Now, it's not what you think. Uh, Skinny Dipping is a new podcast uh, about blind dating and matchmaking where hopeful singles bear all and get vulnerable as they take a dip in the dating pool. So we'll have a uh, featured guest every episode who gets to choose from three audio profiles to go on a date with. And then we get to hear them dish all the dirt after the episode, both the featured guest and the person they went on a date with. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So I'm taking applications now. Uh, We'll put the application form in the show notes. And please, if you're interested in uh, giving it a go, uh, go ahead and apply now. Mm, And I've already registered, so uh, I might be one of your lucky dates. Yeah, maybe. So let's talk about what we've learned this episode. Scott, let's start with you. I learned that having a few glasses of rum and a beer before recording a podcast means that the upcoming events takes a really long time to record and to get right. I thought we did amazing. What you do you mean? did in the end, but uh, it took a while to get there. <laughs> I mean, you'll just make it sound like it was... Yeah, you'll never know, people. No. You'll never know. No. Clint? What did I learn? Well, I learned that the new Park Bar um, has an extensive cocktail list. Mm. They've got about three pages that I saw on the clipboard uh, and one page full of their signature cocktails. So I'll definitely be there um, many nights a week, a fortnight, it's for the next couple of weeks, <laughs> trying them all out. And this is walking distance for you, so Ooh, yeah. that's trouble. <laughs> roll home. Uh-oh. Perfect. <laughs> well, I learned that Park Bar is definitely not pronounced Parkue. Or Parkwa. Parkwa. Parkue. <laughs> it's Park. Park Bar. Which will probably end up being called The Park, I think. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to speak for them, but who knows. Okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, thank you, everyone, once again for listening into this episode. Clint, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Scott, thank you for being our guest host. Oh, it was fun. And a big thanks to Annalise as well for joining us from Park Bar. Thank you again to Scott Holmes Music for the tunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can contact us by sliding into our DMs on Instagram or Facebook at Queer Perth. You can also message us through our website, queerperth.com. Make sure you follow, subscribe, and give us five stars. Go on, do it now, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And tell your friends, tell everyone. We're here for the community, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you, bye. Bye. The Queer Book Club is starting the year with a catch-up at the new Park Q Bar. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What? Park Q? It does look like Parky, honestly. I don't even know. Why did I do it? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Stop, stop, stop. I think what we learned this episode is not to drink alcohol when we're trying to record another fucking episode. This is why we record in the morning. Where did it even come from? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay.